My name is Brent, and this is the Follow the Fun podcast. It's a show where every week I sit down with one of my coworkers to chat with them about something they find fun, like a hobby or a thing they do that isn't work. Doesn't necessarily have to be something that I find fun, but as long as they love it, we have a good conversation about it. This episode, Elise Campbell's gonna tell me all about how she's keeping a torch burning for that iconic TV show, Survivor. We're gonna talk that and her love of what she dubs trashy classy reality TV shows. Wow, reality TV shows is a hard thing for me to say for some reason, reality TV. Anyway, it's a fun episode. I'm excited about it. So I'm already like daydreaming about what type of pizza I'm gonna get and it's yeah. definitely gonna involve pepperoni. Okay, that's always a good call. Yeah, and be yeah. thin, delicious. Yeah, <laughs> I like thin crust. Yeah. I think it's an underrated crust. Indeed. <laughs> All right, cool. Podcast done. Great. Are you feeling good? You ready? Yeah. Okay, great. So today I'm sitting down with Elise Campbell. Elise is an executive producer of brand content and a business strategist here at Myriad. She runs our original content program. She's worked in reality television before in the post department. And Elise, you were uh, you were voted most enthusiastic on your t-ball team. I was. It was a great honor. I was an excellent catcher on the t-ball team. Nice, nice. I don't remember when I played t-ball last. I was probably pretty young. I think I was terrible at it, though. I was not very good at t-ball. You weren't very good at kickball. No, I was terrible at... Oh, that's so mean. Sorry. All right, so Elise and I have a bit of a history. Uh, Cards on the table. We know each other. We work together. Um, uh, She invited me to be on a kickball team one time. I said yes, paid my $50 dues. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, was terrible and then quit <laughs> after a game like two. Hey, at least you paid the dues. It was it's all true. good. You tried. It is true. I did try. Mm-hmm. And sometimes trying is uh, 100% of the battle. Hey, <laughs> you can't fail if you don't try. That's true. That is true. So, Elise, one of the things that you love the most beyond brand content, business strategy, is reality television. So what is it about reality yeah. television that you love? What makes it so fun for you? That is a great question. Reality TV, I don't even know where to begin. (laughs) I guess there, I guess I love reality TV for, you know, many reasons. Like, Mm -hmm. I've always loved video production. I mean, I work at Myriad, love documentaries. Like, and I think I enjoy working on kind of the documentary style more than the narrative style because, partially because I think real people are just fascinating and reality TV allows you to just get a glimpse inside of, like, people's lives and their experiences, which is just really fun. Um, and, yeah, I feel like I never have the patience for long narrative content. Right. Um, I am kind of a type A, hyperactive, like, got to be moving around type of person. And so it's hard for me to just, like, sit and focus on either like a movie or even like a hour long narrative piece sometimes. So having something that's just kind of, you can just kind of pop in, you don't have to pay full attention, but it's still interesting and flashy and there's like yelling and like laughing. Um, that's good enough for me. Yeah. Cause like reality TV doesn't tend to win like cinematography awards. So it's not like you have to sit down and pay attention to the frame. Correct. And, and really study. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. Enjoy it. yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's good. Like background stuff. Like when I'm cooking dinner, it's nice mm-hmm. to just have some housewives on in the background. Um, yeah. Just yeah. entertaining. That's good. How long have you been into reality TV? Like is it hmm. a lifelong thing? Did you watch it when you were a child? When I was a child? I don't know <laughs> if it really existed when I was a child. You yeah. Know? Reality TV is like kind of a newish thing. You know, cops came around 
in the late 80s, and then Real World was like 92. Cops is that old? Cops was in the 80s? Cops was the OG reality show. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Like it was the first one? It, it, yes. I'm, I'm saying yes. yes. <laughs> Definitively yes. We're not going to look it up. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, I guess for me, um, there are a few life events that have happened in my life that have really impacted my love for reality TV. Okay. What are those? One was just hungover college days uh, with my roommates, my besties, watching terribly trashy VH1 shows. Yes. I'm talking like Flavor of Love, Rock of Love, I Love New York. Lots of love. (laughs) Those shows, oh my gosh, they were just so bad. They would just put all these contestants in a house, load them up with alcohol, and then just have them do like super embarrassing degrading things and you know like what What would they make them do i mean one of them flavor of love they brought in these women to be flavor flav's girlfriend and i don't know like you look at flavor flav he i mean he's just like he's a very small dude that wears like a giant clock (laughs) like yes he's like a respected musician is he like is he a respected musician at one point he was a highly respected musician okay true yeah, but man, that show, uh, I have gone back and watched a few episodes from, from the VH1 heyday, and they hold up for a few episodes, but okay. like not too long. But yeah, that was one, the college days. Yes. Um, then I married a Survivor super fan. Um, yes, your husband will. Yes. Very into Survivor. Very into Survivor. And I was always, I always liked Survivor, like I watched it growing up and stuff, but he brought me to a new level. Mm-hmm. Um, of love for the show, which led me to some great places. Okay, maybe that's I good. will talk about that more later. Yeah, please. Um, but what, yeah, so that's... what makes his love of Survivor so big? <laughs> what? <laughs> that's a great question. Yeah, because I know he's a super fan, but like, mm-hmm. what what defines a super fan of Survivor? Oh man, for Will and Ooh. for you. Okay, a super fan of Survivor is someone who has seen every season. Mm-hmm. There are thirty seven. <laughs> that's insane. When did it start? It started in <laughs> what two thousand. Let's see, Some, like 2000? 2000. It was 2000, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it still holds up. I still watch yeah. it today. Um, yes, but a Survivor super fan, you've seen every episode. Mm-hmm. You can likely name in, in proper boot order the contestants that were on the show. No way. Which is ridiculous. Yeah, that is ridiculous. Um, you can reference like competitions. Like I've been to Survivor events mm-hmm. and the people will like kind of have – you see amongst the super fans, they have this like competition between kind of like who knows more. And so they'll oh, wow. they'll like throw back and like reference random contestants or like bring up these uh, these competitions or these like moments and then try to like outdo each other. They try to oh outwit, gosh. outlast, outplay each other. Oh my Is God. That what they try yes. to do? <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> yeah. And I tend to just kind of sit back and like roll my eyes. Yeah. So you just enjoy that community. Like, you enjoy watching that community oh, yeah. and not necessarily one who's like, tell me who got booted in season one, episode no. four. It takes me at least half of the season to learn people's names. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> like, there are a lot of people. Yeah, because it's what? Like, 20 people or something? Yeah, it start? starts with yeah. 20 people. And then they just start leaving. So it's like, why should I learn their names until they get to the merge? And then it's like, okay, I know you guys now. Nice. Yeah. So. And has Will. So. I have a little bit of insider knowledge here. He's auditioned for the show, right? Yes. A couple times? Yeah. You have to make – well, there are different ways you can apply. Okay. Um, you can make a video okay. of which he has made many. And they're fantastic. Like yeah. Will is a video guy. I'm a video girl. So like 
even before he met me, he was making like very high quality videos. Yeah. But that's not what casting's looking for. Right. Casting is looking for this like crazy personality, not like a video editor. Right. So we'll get there. Yeah. But then we've also gone to like casting events. Um, we've gone to casting events in Colorado, in Florida. He's uh, he's gone to some in North Carolina, in different places. Cool. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think it's like a sweet, weird thing that you have together in your relationship. It is really. It's adorable. I like. It's great. And, and like, <laughs> what people are like? Oh, what do you? What do you and your significant other like to do? Oh, we like to cook together. Oh, we like to you know work out together. Oh, we like to go to Survivor casting. Oh yeah. Well, events. yes. And one, the, like the one that was in Denver was awesome. Like it was in Vail, Colorado in the summer. So it's like awesome. we went out there for a long weekend. We did two hours of Survivor stuff, mm-hmm. including waking up at like 5 a.m. So we can be like the first people in line because like <laughs> they're going to know. Yeah, um, they will know. Yeah. But then it's like we had the the whole rest of the weekend in Vail and it was fantastic. That's great. So it's like, you know, you use it as a as an tr- excuse to travel. That's but great. I will say we've like met, we've met people like in line at these castings and at other events that we end up seeing at other events and like keeping in touch with like we're friends on Facebook and on social media and stuff. So these things are just like a good place to find other people that have your passions and (laughs) geek out with them. Have you met any friends that you stay in touch with? Yeah. 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 Um, I'm not going to, like, say yeah, their names, say but... <laughs> yeah. Can you yeah. give me their social security number so we can look them up? One yeah. actually just had a baby, Aww. so Well, congratulations that was cute. to this unnamed person. Yes. That's great. Another is a, a mascot at his college. He's cool. a few years younger than us, um, so it's fun to see, like, I think it's a pirate mascot. Okay. <laughs> so it's, like, you still see him through, like, while he's wearing the costume, which yeah. is fantastic. Um, that's fun. Yeah, we actually met those people in line for the Survivor Price is Right Oh, yeah. Which was a primetime Price is Right special where they had Survivor contestants link up with real fans. Okay. And uh, I was the first person called down and got paired with Boston Rob, the legendary Boston Rob who's been on Survivor three times. He's been on Amazing Race. He fell in love on Survivor and married another contestant. Yeah. What was that experience like? Oh, it was (laughs) crazy. Oh, my gosh. It was, again, we woke up at like, 5 a.m., if not earlier, so that we could be, like, the first people in line. Yeah. They don't even start, like, the process of prices writing until, like, 10 a.m. Or maybe, like, something like that. So we were standing in line for, like, five hours before any movement happened. I don't think we went inside the studio until, like, 1 p.m. So at that point, we've already been there for, like, seven hours. (laughs) Very hungry and just kind of, like, tired. Yeah. but then you like go into the studio and the studio is like small. Like when you think of the prices, right? You think of like energy and like, yeah. but it probably holds like a hundred, 120 people. Seriously? Yeah. I never would have guessed that. It seems way bigger than mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. But these people are very energized. As soon as, man, it was just like nuts. And yeah. like when I got called down, I just like freaked out. <laughs> uh, I think I jumped up on like Boston Robbed and did one of those like, hugging things where like my legs go around and my arms go around oh, yeah, like a koala hug <laughs> yes <laughs> so did that to boston rob he was nice. probably mortified um i ended up winning that first round where i got to go up on stage okay i won a very expensive apple watch oh which i traded in for a laptop after i got it nice upgrade <laughs> yeah way to go <laughs> um and then 
I did not win the next thing. Okay. And then I spun a 55, which is bullshit. <laughs> because, like, what do you do on a 55? Like, you have to spin. But you're probably going to go over. And I went over. Oh, okay. But eventually, Jeff Probst snuffed out my torch. Did he really? Yeah. So you can say that in your life, Jeff Probst has snuffed out your Survivor torch. Yes. That's it amazing. makes me want to go on the show now because okay. now I have this, like, like he's done it once. So now it's like, okay, now I go back with this new mindset where it's already happened and I'm ready to just go for it. Yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> yes. So we'll keep going to these casting events and yeah. see what happens. I love it. I love it. So it seems like Survivor is kind of your your number one. Is that your... Well, I would say that is the, the Campbell family's number one. Okay. But I tend to prefer the trashy and classy uh reality shows i love that description oh, already yes. such as like the bravos you got these like this housewife empire mm-hmm. you have all the non-housewife bravo shows that okay. fill many different niches um and then they're just like man mtv has always been great at the reality show <laughs> yeah like real world was definitely the first one aimed at a younger audience mm-hmm. you know not cops um and they still you know there's something to be said for just, like, putting young, attractive people in a house and feeding them alcohol and just seeing what happens. Yeah. Like, it's still entertaining. And it makes me feel very good about the life choices that I've made. That's good. So, yeah. That's good. So it's, like, simultaneous entertainment, uh, edification. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Well, yeah. um, what's your favorite of the Bravo trashy, classy shows? Oh, man. Well, Right okay. now, at least. Yeah. Or what's been your favorite in the past? Well... I feel like Bravo Bravo has made their empire through these housewives shows. Yeah. Real housewives of Atlanta. Everywhere. Atlanta. Florida, the whole state. I don't know. <laughs> they, they used to have a Miami. Was yes. it really? Okay. Uh-huh. Um, New York, Potomac. Potomac? Uh, Potomac, which is a new underrated one that okay. is like fantastic. <laughs> Highly recommend Potomac. Okay. But I will say the housewives shows have declined in overall, overall wellness. Mm-hmm. Lately, in the last few years, it seems like the casts are getting getting a little older, a little like the storylines are repetitive and like they, they need some fresh, some fresh blood. Yeah. However, Bravo has started putting out these non-Housewives shows that have really like filled in the gaps okay. and elevate the entire Bravo network. So you got like Vanderpump Rules, okay. which was created as an offshoot of one of the Housewives shows. It's fantastic. Uh, Below Deck is probably my favorite one. There is Below Deck and Below Deck Med, and that follows this cast. It follows the crew of a luxury yacht. Okay. And so they have, like, guests come onto the yacht, and they follow around the crew as they, like, serve the guests and as they tend to the boat. Yeah. And that one's just – that's hilarious. That is a great show. Um, like, what yeah. What sort of things do they get in? What What sort of high seas hijinks are there? Oh, good <laughs> question. Well, you know, they, like, they live – I mean, they they just spend so much time together. Mm-hmm. Like they're trapped on this boat. They live, you know, and sleep like oh, yeah. in get in crew quarters and stuff like that. Uh, on the most recent episode, this guy got like stepped on one of the lines for the boats and got like ripped off the boat with the line wrapped around his foot. Oh my god! And if it wasn't for a quick acting cameraman. Uh, his foot probably would have been ripped off. Oh my God. <laughs> and this guy would have like died in the water because like he would have just bled out before anyone like got to him. That's insane. Yeah. But it was awesome because like, you know, they have cameras everywhere. And so one of the cameramen just like immediately like sets down his camera and starts like untying the ropes mm-hmm. and saves this guy's life. But uh they have been teasing that event like 
for the last like eight episodes. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> and it was one of those where it was like, okay, it's gonna happen this episode. Yeah. And then it didn't happen. And then it was gonna happen the next episode. And then you get all the way to the end and they tease it and you're like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> They're great to me. <laughs> at setting that stuff up. Like I feel mm-hmm. like all reality TV is is like a commercial for the next episode. Oh Sometime. yeah. Like not all the time, but that is like the worst part about reality TV yeah. is when the show is like has more previously on and next time and like recapping yeah. what happens before the commercial and like post capping i switched those but you know yeah. when they just talk about like we're about to go to a commercial yeah what's gonna happen and then we just came back from commercial here's what happens it's like oh my gosh yeah i know yeah i've been watching <laughs> yeah. i've been uh staring at the tv yes watching this unfold yeah so you you have a bit of an insight I'd say, mm-hmm. into the reality world. Mm-hmm. Right? Talking about some of the tricks they use here in these post-cappings and pre-cappings. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, worked, you worked at a reality show or you worked at a company that produced reality shows? What yeah, was like? I worked at a post-production house okay. that, that worked on reality shows. And that was pretty awesome. Yeah. It was pretty nuts. Um, at one point I was running, I was post-coordinating on six shows simultaneously. So that was a lot. Yeah. But... Uh, it was great. I mean, you get paid to, like, watch TV. Um, unfortunately, the shows that I was getting paid to watch were, you know, not up to my classy, trashy standards. Right. Um, not. But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was still fun. I loved it. Well, that's good. So cards on the table. Uh, I also worked at a reality TV yes. company for a while. We discussed this beforehand. Nothing's real. Everything's made <laughs> up. Um, no. <laughs> um, You'd be surprised, actually. Yeah. 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 No, I'm saying nothing nothing in the world of this podcast is real. We, oh, that's you know, fair. Yeah, we talk beforehand. We know what we're going to say. It's, I'm just cluing we the audience. We scripted it. Yeah, we <laughs> no. Actually, no. Like, what's happening with this podcast is very similar to what happens in a, like, in the scripting world of an episode. It is true. With, like, story production. Yeah. So do you, well, you want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. I'm going to yeah. cut off your story about yeah. what you did. Please. We'll come back to that. Yeah. No, what I did, you, you probably have more insight than I had, so... We'll see. Yeah. Uh, so people often wonder, how real is reality television? Mm-hmm. I would claim that it is, it is like, surprisingly real. Yeah? If you gave it percentages, what would you say? Like, 45% real. Yeah. That seems about right. And some are more real than others, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Some are definitely set up and yeah. really heavily scripted. Mm-hmm. But. but I would, so from my experience, it seems like... At the beginning of every season, you know, the producers on a show, they need to convince the network mm-hmm. um, that the show is worth creating. They need a budget. They need to get some money. Um, and so the producers will need to create, you know, story outlines right. for each episode, for the season, for kind of each of the characters. So there needs to, they need to have, like, promise of an actual story arc yeah. happening. However, they do not script anything that takes place within these story arcs. So they basically just set up environments, set up events, Mm -hmm. set up situations, Mm -hmm. interactions, and then usually open a bottle of wine (laughs) and just kind of see what happens. And so I feel like the actual, the actual like script is not there, but you know, and especially with shows like Survivor where they're filming 24 hours, like they have so much footage that they can really tell whatever story they want to tell. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah, they'll never say, like, okay, Portia, you have to tell Candy this. And Candy, you have to tell Portia this. Yeah. Instead, Portia will just, like, 
accuse Candy of drugging her at, like, at a club. And Candy's just going to freak out. So... Yeah. It just happens naturally. <laughs> it does. It does. And you can, you can manipulate all the footage, like, however you want mm-hmm. to. But I feel like they cast these people for their potential explosiveness. Exactly. Right? I would love to hear more about your casting experience. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> we casted people for their potential explosiveness. <laughs> Great insight. No, it was, it was interesting because I got a chance to work in the development department at the company that I worked for. Uh, and they're famous for some of the bigger um, – they called them the minute work shows, which is your typical, like – out in the Pacific Northwest, maybe they're cutting down trees. Maybe they're, you know, uh, on fishing boats. Driving trucks. Driving trucks down roads that might be, you know, whatever the next level of snowy is. Hmm. Um, icy? <laughs> icy, yeah, icy. That would probably be the right. And then black icy. Yes, uh, there are those. So, <laughs> so I got a chance to work with them. Um, but I, in the casting department, it was pretty cool because we essentially were given the the showrunner would say, hey, we want to make a show about this. We saw this article. We read this article about something that, for example, one of the shows, I don't think it ever went anywhere, so I'm probably okay talking about it, was like (laughs) um, people driving trucks, like off-road trucks, and seeing if they could do that across the entire state of Alaska with winches and all this crazy off-road gear. Because people go out and do this. I mean, people do this here in North Carolina, but they go mudding in their Jeeps and stuff like that. And they get stuck, and then they have to pull themselves out. And there's something fun about pulling yourselves out. Anyway, I one of the, the tasks I had was to call around and try and find people who had either done it mm. or wanted to do it and see if they were interested in being on the show. And just it, it was just so interesting trying to find these people who just talking to them on the phone. I could turn to my story producer and say, I don't know about this. They don't really sound that interested or they flat out told me it's impossible and he's like i will actually write that down if they say it's impossible we're looking for stuff like that yeah um and my favorite bit of that whole story was i kept everyone i called told me that it was impossible to drive from east to west in alaska you could only go north south i think that's what it was because of the tundra like you actually couldn't drive it and everyone was saying no, you can't do that. And every time I told them, they were like, oh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure that out. We'll figure that out. That's what producers do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, we'll figure that out. Uh, it's fine. It's physically impossible. We'll figure it out. No worries. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was fun. It was interesting. It was it was cool to see what they were looking for yeah. and why it works. And so you would start with a phone call and then would you go to like a Skype interview and then like yeah. a sizzle reel? Mm-hmm. Cool. And sometimes it was the – it would be an interesting other way around where – they would film a sizzle with one or two people and then flesh out the rest of the cast. So they would have mm, two people mm-hmm. already interested and maybe even a sizzle already cut. There was a sizzle for the show already before I even started working on it. Um, and maybe what we were doing was more the story production, which is just coming up with potential ideas for an episode. Mm-hmm. So what you were saying about scripting, what actually happened, that that doesn't happen, but they do try and set up opportunities. Yes. Events. Yeah. Things to unfold mm-hmm. and then have the people react to. Yeah. But yeah, I'd give it 45% real. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Like one trick they do in all the housewives shows is like they have a big cast trip. Ooh. And so it's like getting people out of their element into yeah. like this new place, sometimes jet lagged and often like drinking heavily. It really, yeah. you know, there's going to be, there's going to be something there. There's going to yeah. be some fights. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They look for family drama and stuff. Oh so yeah. If there's relationships, that's even better. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What's another favorite? Let's talk. We talked the trashy, classy mm-hmm. ones. Mm-hmm. Talk below deck. That one sounds super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. What's another good one? I would one? say, you know, there's this whole realm of like competitive and like competition reality shows. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And one that I think 
that I hold to a very high standard is Project Runway. Oh. Yes. Because that one, that one is just fantastic. Because yeah. it's like these people that are like very talented. Mm-hmm. Um, they often they work in the world of fashion, so they often have like very large personalities. Yeah. So it's fun to watch them. But then it's also like it's it's based on their talents. So you know they have eight hours, twenty four hours, whatever to create this garment, and it often is gorgeous. Yeah, and it's like beautiful, and sometimes it's terrible, <laughs> and you don't know why they're on the show. Um, but that is one that has been around for a while. Mm-hmm. It is now coming back. Yeah, I thought didn't yeah. it go off the air and it now it's did. coming back? Okay. Yeah. That seems to be a current trend. Well, yeah. Resurrecting some old shows. Absolutely. Yeah. I think with all the like Netflix and Hulu's and Amazon Primes, mm-hmm. they now like have the money to to pick the stuff back up and like yeah. try it again. They know there's like that built-in audience. But Project Runway is going to air on Bravo. Great. It does not have Heidi Klum or Tim Gunn, which is shocking. Yeah. However, they got some good people to fill in. Okay. Heidi, who do they, who do they get to fill in? Um Carly Kloss. I don't know who that is. That is a name. Okay. She looks like a young Heidi. Okay. I think she was like good friends with like Taylor Swift, like okay. and stuff like that. I don't know. She should be fine. Okay. Um, and then Christian, one of the contestants who now designs shoes for Payless and oh. women and not just shoes. Okay. Other things. Nice. He is going to be the Tim Gunn, okay. which is fantastic because he's very small and very sassy. Nice. So should be good. Yeah, that seems like a good package. Though. He was a winner as well. So nice. he has the the knowledge, the know-how. Yeah, it's nice. going to be good. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. So, yeah, talking on these that get rebooted, you said this one's going to be on Bravo. So it's it, they're going to do, what, a weekly type yeah. thing? Do you mm-hmm. think it changes it? Um, like I know Netflix picked up Queer Eye and then mm-hmm. rebooted that one, but it all releases at once. Do you think it changes mm-hmm. it for you to say... Ooh, here's a whole show. Here's a whole season at once that I can binge all the way through. Hmm. Versus the Survivor type shows that's like every week, and you know every week it's coming, and you're curious what's going to happen next, mm-hmm. and you have to wait. Do you think it's better to have to wait? Oh, that's so hard. That's like yeah. a question of life. Like, yeah. I am terrible with patience. Okay. <laughs> However, I see the positives to both sides. I will say for. My trashy, classy shows, I usually just build those up on my DVR and then watch them back to back. Uh, This morning, I was awake all night with pregnancy insomnia, and I watched three three episodes of the latest Bravo show that I'm watching. Nice. Um, However, those are just, like, for consumption, Mm -hmm. background. You know, there's not much, like, meat to them. I think with Survivor, it's really nice having that time in between because it is such a strategic show. Yeah. And there are people like the strategy is like such a, a big part of it that it's fun to like have the take the time to kind of digest that. Um plus there are networks and communities that also like discussing this sort of stuff. Right. So it's fun to kind of have that space to talk to other people, uh listen to other perspectives and points mm-hmm. of views. Um there is I do listen to a couple podcasts about reality shows. Okay. Which ones? Which ones are your favorite? Um, there are two that I listen to. The Bravo one is called Watch What Crappens, and it's just fantastic. It is like the Great funniest name. thing. <laughs> it's just these two guys that just recap the shows, okay. and they do impersonations, and like it's just it's just very funny. Um, and then, and sometimes like I listen to the podcast and I don't watch the shows because the podcasts are more entertaining than the shows. Yeah. So great. Uh, with Survivor though, there is like this whole podcast network. That started off 
with this one guy and now is just like a podcast empire. It's really awesome to see how this guy has kind of grown this. Yeah. Um, but it's called Rob Has a Podcast. And they do about five survivor-related podcasts every week. Every week? During the on-season, yes. Wow. Is, it, is he on all of them or is it? He Yeah, he's the That's host impressive. for all of them. That's cool. Yeah, but he's so popular now that with like Patreon and with ads and things like that, right. like this is his full-time job. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He is great. Good um, job, Rob. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. But Rob will bring on old contestants um, for almost all of the podcasts. So it just keeps the – I feel like with this podcast, there's just so much potential to like dive in and hear different perspectives of the shows and to get – Learn, like, from people who are actually on the show, kind of, mm-hmm. like, what they think about things, how they would have, you know, made, what moves they would have made. Um, it's really it's really interesting. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, it's, it's cool that there's, like, this whole cottage industry built up around that show mm-hmm. for people like you who are big fans of the show mm-hmm. to come together yeah. and enjoy it at the same time. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. And then those, like, the communities there are just such a fun place to, like... To make friends, even if they're just yeah. kind of like social friends, but like the people that we met at the Survivor castings and the Survivor events, like they all listen to these shows. Yeah, um, Will and I have gone to a live taping of one of the podcasts mm-hmm. up in New York, um, which was so much fun. And like it was held in this beautiful theater, and we just sit down in this packed theater next to some people, and immediately like everyone in our row is like talking and is yeah. just, you know, we have this huge thing in common. We're here for for the same reason, and so. We made friends with all these people. There's like an after party at the bar after, and it's like we just spent the whole night just like with our new friends. Yeah. They're just like, this is the best. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I yeah. So there is something to be said for this community that of people that kind of gets built up around yeah. around it, and even within even within that survivor podcast group, there's this like offshoot that is has been created where um, on one of the podcasts they do song parodies what? that are all related to Survivor. Like popular song parodies? Uh, yeah. Any, sort of song any parody? song parodies. Um, Amazing. But usually it's like something that's been popular over the last like 10 years. Okay. Sometimes people choose show tunes, which are hit or miss for me because I yeah. don't know them all. Right. Um, yeah. And it's it's just kind of hilarious how in depth like people go with this stuff. Yeah. It's like there's so many layers to this. Like, not only are people, like, watching the episode and then, like, discussing the episode and then listening to podcasts about the episode, they're also, like, creating their own content in response to the episode. That's true. And then people are listening to all the songs, voting on the songs, and then there's another podcast about, like, who wins that week. It's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. Everything's <laughs> influencing everything else. It just seems like it's all bringing it up. Mm-hmm. Even just more. It's, it's cool. Yeah. It's, like, elevating it. It's like CBS should be paying Rob <laughs> For having and, like, creating all this, like, buzz and discussion around Survivor. Yeah. Because where would where would they be without him? They would probably be fine. But, like, <laughs> Survivor has, that. like, millions of viewers. But uh, you never know. Yeah. Yeah. I want to do a quick, just because uh, I love talking to you about Survivor. <laughs> it's clear <laughs> how much you love it. I want to do a quick, like, Survivor lightning round. Ooh. And just ask you off the top of your head. Oh, man. What would you say, who was your favorite contestant? Oh, Coach. Coach? From probably 15 seasons ago. Uh-huh. Um, he was just this, like, larger-than-life character, um, way into, like, his spirituality, but he's also, like, a women's soccer coach. So he's, like, this, like, motivator who also, like, 
tells these ridiculous stories about how he was like in the Amazon and he was like crossing a river and then this like tribe this like yeah this tribe came out from the from the forest and like brought him in and like served him this drink and then they were all just like dancing around and then he emerged from the forest a new man and that is why you should like follow his lead on this challenge <laughs> it's wow. like who are man? you oh hell no <laughs> <laughs> No, he is, like, way too ridiculous to win. Uh, he was, like, that guy that would just do Tai Chi on the beach for, like, three hours. Okay. Um, I feel like every season man. needs that guy. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. got the long hair. Uh, <laughs> That's perfect. He was fantastic television, yeah. and I would love to meet him. <laughs> <laughs> what about, uh, do you have a least favorite contestant? Do you have someone that just sticks out as a villain oh. of the whole, the whole franchise? Oh, that's a good question. Um... I'm really not into negativity. So. Okay, fine. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I just say the uh, the early just scratch boots. off the next twelve questions. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's good. That's good. We shouldn't be into negativity. Good. Yeah. We'll keep it positive here. Yeah. Okay. What about favorite season? That is also a good question. Um, there are some. There's one that's uh, Survivor fans versus favorites. They've Ooh. done two or three of them. Okay. But the first one. Was a really good one. What is a fan versus favorite season like? That's when they bring back one tribe who is returning players. Okay. The favorites. The favorites. And then they have a team of fans that are just like super fans. And so like the first episode is super exciting because like all the super fans are just geeking out as like one by one the favorites come out and they're like, oh my God. <laughs> Uh, and then they actually have to like work together and vote each other out. And like the favorites are able to just like manipulate the fans yeah. because they're just excited like to be working with, you know, with these people they've seen on TV. Yeah. Um, but that has some really good moments. And I will say this latest season has been really good. So, yeah, so we're actually recording this on the day of the finale. Yes, Destiny. <laughs> it's a wonderful day for Survivor today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The finale airs tonight. We've okay. got a two hour finale. As we whittle down the six contestants Ooh. to a final two or three. Okay. Two or three. They do not tell us what it's going to be yet. Fascinating. So we'll find out. It'd probably be three. It's okay. usually three. Okay. Uh, do you have a favorite to win this season? There are so many good people left. Yeah. yeah. I think it'll be either Davey or Nick. Okay. However, can I go into spoiler things here? Are people yeah, like listening to this, like caring about Survivor spoilers? This probably won't come out until <laughs> next year, so it's fine. Fantastic. Yeah. You all have time to watch. <laughs> yeah. uh, so this season was David's versus, versus Goliath. Okay. Was like the theme. Okay. So you have these underdogs versus these like successful people. Okay. And right now there are two Davy. Two Davies. Two Davies. Two David. David. David's left. One of <laughs> who is named Davy. Nice. Um, and then there are four Goliaths left. Ooh. So, what I'm worried about is that the two Davids are going to stick around and go to the finals with one Goliath, mm. and then the Davids are going to like split the votes because they've had pretty similar games. Uh, they're both wonderful people. Yeah. They've played slightly differently, okay. but they both deserve votes. And so I could see them splitting the votes, and then the Goliath wins. And it's like, what the Nobody hell? Wants that. Nobody That's wants not that. The narrative of David versus Goliath. Exactly. Interesting. They need to like tie the Goliath by their feet and pull <laughs> them down. What happens in a finale? I, I haven't watched. God, I haven't watched Survivor since probably season one or two. I don't. What? Yeah, no, right. I, I haven't kept up with there it. There are thirty-seven seasons I know, for I'm you to binge never this holiday catch season. Up. 
ever. <laughs> it's like the Now CDs. There's so many of those oh now. They broke 100. Did they really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. I still remember like Now like four or like yeah. five. Like there's yeah. some good stuff on there. I remember there. Now 3 had All Star by Smash Mouth. <laughs> yes. Now 4 had When the Morning Comes by Smash Mouth. I was really into Smash Mouth. When, when the Morning was... Comes? What is... You don't remember that? It was the one that... Here, here's how it starts. This is not about reality TV. Uh, it goes... <laughs> Good morning. You don't <laughs> No. <laughs> that's the one that's like the chorus ends with uh, when the morning comes. Okay. I'm getting there a little know. bit more. Yeah. I did listen to like I, I knew like two Smash Mouth CDs. Yeah. Or like I owned them. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Anyway. Okay. Um What were we talking about? There are 37 seasons of Survivor. (laughs) I'm way behind. What happens in a finale Mm. of a a Survivor episode? It's pretty much like a normal episode. You know, they whittle people down. They have the challenges. um, But then at the end, they actually just switched up Survivor. Always innovating. Mm. I will give them that. Yeah. Uh, They recently just changed their final tribal situation. It used to be that the finalists would come to tribal council and they would have a prepared speech. Mm Mm-hmm. And then each player on the jury would stand up and ask them a question, and they would respond. And that was, like, the finale thing. But now they have changed it so that getting to the final three or the final two, they have a fire-making challenge. Interesting. So you could technically go play the best game and then get to the very end and lose while trying to make a fire what? and get booted. Like just making a fire? Mm-hmm. Because it's Survivor. It's not just strategy. Yeah. You are living out on the freaking beach, you like with no survive. food. So, like, you have to survive. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'd be out. I can't make a fire to save my life. Well, yeah. yeah. I'm, like, pretty good at it, but, like, that's a lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure. You're, yeah. Aren't you at the mercy of the elements a little bit? What if mm-hmm. it's super windy? Mm-hmm. What if your sticks aren't dry enough? Yeah. Well, that, maybe that's your fault. You should have picked drier sticks. <laughs> that's true. And they give you, like, they give you the ingredients, like, to make yeah. the fire. But, like, you know, you're not eating. You have no mental capacity. But, like, yeah. at the same time, you got to be able to make a fire at Survivor. Yeah, you do. So, but even more innovative than that, they changed up the full, um, the way that the jury interacts with the contestants. And it's really cool because now instead of the jury just, like, standing up and asking a single question, the jury has a in-depth discussion in front of the contestants. Oh, yeah. And so Survivor is like outwit, outplay, outlast. Uh-huh. So they break up this discussion into three parts and the jury members will just first talk about like outwit and they'll just discuss and debate. And then I think they get to like ask the people a question, but like the jury is in charge. Yeah. And it's and the jury has basically just been hanging out like at this like resort, like drinking and eating and like <laughs> swimming or you yeah. know whatever they do in Fiji um so they have strong opinions they are like in the world they don't get to go to the resort and like get their phone back or like read a magazine they think about survivor yeah and eat <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah ponderosa <laughs> that's awesome yeah so that's that's what happens and then they do and then they all cast the votes and then the live finale used to start with Jeff like parachuting in right or like driving I, a race car that. yeah it was yeah. some sort of crazy entrance yeah and yeah. it was awesome it was like he would like yeah parachute into like a big super bowl game and mm-hmm. then be like i have the golden ticket of like the winner like in my hat and yes. then he would come out and like yeah but now he usually just is like on stage okay well that's cool it's, too. it's fine yeah it's jeff he's built up enough gravitas oh yes over the years he has 
many Twitter followers. Yes. <laughs> That's good. That's good. He deserves them for sure. Yeah. The reunion pretty much falls flat though. Um, oh, really? But, well, it's just like, yeah. Yeah. It's just like a reunion show, you know? Oh, gotcha. There's not enough time for everyone. Right. They don't, they keep like, they call out, like, they let little kids in the audience, like, talk. <laughs> just like, who's this kid? Yeah, like, who lets children talk ever? <laughs> so rude. <laughs> Speaking of children, I'm yes. going to ask, uh, you are soon to give birth. Do you think you will inundate your your child <laughs> in the world of Survivor and reality television? Oh, my gosh. Definitely in Survivor. Yeah. Because that's a pretty wholesome show. Yeah. Like, and if someone is acting like a jerk, they are portrayed as a jerk. Right. Whereas in my trashy, classy shows, like, that is the mentality. Yeah. Like, they highlight the, like, mean, the greedy, the, like, opulent, the, like, all the terrible things in life. Like, that's what they want. Yes. But Survivor could be fun because it, like, could be a good way for us to, like, bond over, like, camping or, like, yeah. survivor skills. So, yeah, survivor. Survivor Sur- skills. Yeah. Survival. Survival skills. That's what I was getting at. Survivor skills are the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So we will have this kid building a fire by the time he is four. <laughs> or he's out. <laughs> or he's, <laughs> you yeah, snuff that torch. You were voted out of the family. <laughs> no. That's great. But, yeah, if we have more than one, then maybe they battle in challenges maybe or something. So. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you set up obstacle courses in the backyard. Someone gets a delicious home-cooked meal and the other gets rice. <laughs> to catch up with you in five to six years to <laughs> see say, how we've trained hey. them because then these kids can do the application videos and be like hey from birth i was trained for this show i know what it takes do you think do you that's a good that's a good point do you think survivor is gonna last for 37 more seasons 32 that's 37? a great question they're at 37 right okay. now which is ridiculous that's ridiculous that is so many seasons yeah and they still have okay so when you tell someone that you like survivor pretty much the response is either like oh cool i love survivor or is that show still on yes which i got today from our podcast producer right thank you very much hillary <laughs> um but i do see it continuing at least for a while definitely for like 10 more seasons yeah because it's still like it's still doing new stuff. It's still this season has been awesome. It's gotten like really great reaction. So yeah. like they haven't somehow they haven't peaked yet. Right. Or at least if they peaked, they're still like at the top of the bell curve. Yeah. And I feel like most reality shows have like at least three seasons of just like bad seasons yeah. before they finally cut the cord. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Yeah. So it'll last for a while. And Jeff Probst is like the executive producer, showrunner. He loves it, and it's, yeah. like, it's his life. So, like, and he's still pretty young, so, like, until until he kicks the can, like, that stuff's going. <laughs> yeah, I'm picturing I'm picturing just a really old Jeff Probst being wheelchaired in oh, to yeah. the finale. Still being, like, the commentator for all the challenges, <laughs> like, you get it! <laughs> Go, whatever your name is, I can't remember. Dig deep! <laughs> yeah, he'll be there forever. He's never going to let anyone, like, he's never going to pass it off. No, why would he? So... But I think I would be a great host for Survivor. I think you would, too. The I'm passion good. is there. Mm-hmm. The knowledge is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm good at commentating. You I'm are. good at yelling and motivating. Yeah. Uh, yeah, asking stupid questions, like, to the contestants. Because they need it to be dumbed down because they haven't eaten and they're, they don't have brain food. Right. So, yeah. I, w- I understand them. <laughs> you have a connection. Yeah, and as the host, like, I could have sun protection. And so, like, I'd rather be the host than the contestant. Because yeah. I feel like as a contestant, you have to put sunscreen on, like, every hour. That's like, true. I don't understand how there is not more cases of terrible sunburns on this show. Because, like, they're outside all the time. Yeah. They live on the beach. Like, yeah. 
some people are very pale. And yeah. yeah, so that that's like the production question that boggles my mind the most. Yeah, that would be, that's a great question. If I ever get a chance to meet with someone who's worked in the field on Survivor, mm-hmm. I will ask them that. Yeah. What about sunscreen? It's it's important. That is the biggest question I think in my entire life. <laughs> One right thing now. that is like very cool about the Survivor production is when you get to see behind the scene photos of like the the number of people that are working on the show. Mm-hmm. Like they showed one of the challenges and they showed the line of cameramen that were filming this thing. And there were like over 20 cameramen standing what? on this line. Yeah. Plus they have GoPros everywhere. Yeah. Um it is just like astonishing the amount of coverage they get for yeah. for all of this stuff. And then you think about like the pro- the post production team and how much of like a pain in the ass that would be. Twenty cameras plus however many GoPros. Oh yeah, yeah. no, that's a headache. And they have Im- like because it's like every contestant needs to have at least one camera on mm-hmm. them, probably like a wide and a close up. Then like at all the different kind of milestones at the challenge, they're gonna have at least one GoPro. Mm-hmm. So it's like, jeez, Louise, there are like sixty cameras like plus. Yeah. Oy vey. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine. It sounds terrible. And then there's like a poor like assistant editor who's just like logging all that footage yeah. and listening to it and just seeing if they like said something interesting in the middle of like their challenge. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That brings back like memories as a post-production coordinator, just scrubbing through, mm-hmm. scrubbing through videos of home births <laughs> yeah. and, uh, Oh man. Yeah. Water births, home births. It's already too many births. Yeah. yeah. It was, I can't believe I'm pregnant now. It was kind of <laughs> scarring. <laughs> hmm. Oh, well, at least this has been a super fun conversation. I hope you've had fun. Is there anything that I haven't asked you about reality that you would love to get out there? Hmm. You know, I would just say that some people feel they are better than reality TV. Mm-hmm. And for that, I I do appreciate it. <laughs> because, I mean, but there is something to be said for for reality TV. And it has a special place in my heart. Yeah. So, yes, that's all I got. (laughs) Well, it's been great chatting with you about this. You too. It was fun. (laughs) Thanks for sitting down with me. All right. Bye. Goodbye, friends. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Follow the Fun podcast. I hope you had fun because I definitely had fun. It's always fun. This is a pre-recorded thing, so I'm assuming it's always going to be fun. Um, If it's not, well, then I'm just a liar. And that's cool, too. No, it's not. Lying is terrible. I should stop. Let's just do credits. Follow the Fun is a Myriad Media podcast hosted by Brent Edwards, that's me, engineered by Melissa Douglas, and produced by Hillary Scott. If you're digging the fun, please make sure to give us a like and a comment and subscribe on iTunes or whichever podcast app you use. I personally use Overcast. They're not sponsoring this. That would be sweet if they did eventually, uh, because that'd be cool. But that's the one I use. That's the one I always recommend to people. Anyway, if you're digging it, like, comment, subscribe. This is basically a YouTube channel at this point. (laughs) But if you don't like it, that's cool too. Uh, We're going to keep making these things anyway, because they're fun, and that's kind of the whole point. Thanks again for listening.